love that intro song so much. I still believe. It's, it's awesome. I love that uh, song. We're dude, never going to I listen to that song regularly, unironically. We're also, uh, we're also recording. Uh, yeah, it's... What the hell's the name of the band that sings it? Uh, uh, don't actually, don't... I don't want to pay any goddamn copyright stuff on it. Welcome back to a impromptu... Not impromptu but a very brief Dogs of War episode. It's a mini episode. Mini episode. This one is specifically for those that are playing fantasy football. We're bringing on Raleigh's good friend slash fantasy guru expert, Connor. You had last year. Give us the rundown. A lot of good feedback from last year, so we're going to run it back and do it again. Yeah. um, As far as Browns-related news, there's A lot of Browns stuff in the news. There's a lot of uh, shitty rumors going on about Odell Beckham. Big... do you have any idea where that's coming from? Big rumor dump came this morning. Yeah, we have no shortage so, of poop jokes, regardless so, of the validity of these rumors. Yeah. We'll say this again in the interview with Connor, but we're only making jokes because Miles Garrett posted one, so we follow him in the, the Rings of Fire. So I I couldn't sleep last night. I slept like hell. I got up at 5 a.m. and just grabbed my phone, and I already saw that Odell was trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I... He had a good camp. There's been a lot of good videos that have been coming out of him making some crazy catches. Maybe something else, like another viral video went out. I look, and my stomach just dropped when I saw why he was going viral. Uh, all, I, all I'm going to say is the rumor, the allegations of, of what you can see on Twitter about this started on a podcast that all I'm going to say, I don't know anything about that podcast. I don't know anything about the women on there. All I know is what I read on Twitter and other websites that have written about them. So uh, I encourage you all to do your own homework, your own Google searches, and then consider the sources. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not out here to uh, to throw shade or, or trash other people, but all I can do is respectfully say, just do a Google search yourself and then really, really have a, a good look in the mirror and say, do I really believe this source about what they're saying and making up? Some sources are shitty, dude. Some sources stink. <laughs> uh, before we get into the interview, uh, the Browns extended Kareem Hunt, so we got him for two, three more years. Perfect timing, too, because right as the Odell news is picking up, that got blasted out on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and it was such a relief to see something to celebrate for the Browns. But, hey, it's game week. NFL kicks off in two days from now. If you're listening to this live, it's on Wednesday morning, so tomorrow night. I'm pumped. I can't wait. We're going to Baltimore on Sunday to whip some ass. Let's get it. Oh, and uh, Tito, Tito Teets, uh, we had him on. He's uh, one of our loyal dogs of war that is battling cancer. Currently, uh, we gave him a Browns COVID face mask. He liked the mask a lot. Hang in there, Tito. Keep fighting the good fight. This episode's for you. Just any, any chance we can get to shout out Tito, we're going we're gonna to use it because he is fighting this disease but still 
talks about and posts about the Browns nonstop and wears a Browns mask while getting treatment in the hospital. There's no bigger diehard, I don't think, than this guy. So best of luck, Tito. Uh, Yeah, let's get into the interview and uh, bring on the poopons. Here we go. We are joined by my boy Connor out in Denver, Colorado. Reoccurring guest. Reoccurring guest. You are a happy one-year reoccurring guest. Our in-house fantasy expert. He's a fantasy guru, and we're here to talk about all kinds of shit. (laughs) Sorry, there's uh, rumors flying around that are wildly untrue about Odell and their poop. This this is appearance number two for me on the... uh... (laughs) the podcast <laughs> we had great you, feedback we had great feedback last year after you came on and gave fantasy info about which browns players to draft and why and with the season first of all happy game week everyone finally happy game week did you we not have, miss his pun you missed his pun no i'm sorry i'm pooped man i'm exhausted so i probably flew right over my head all right not realizing his pun does not give you like <laughs> you throwing out a, a new pun doesn't give you excuse he said it's his number two appearance. Ah, uh, okay. Hey, we're only joking about it because the players are joking about it on Instagram. Yeah, that's why we're joking about it. Um, but so, Kennard, our resident in-house fantasy expert, with 48 hours until the NFL season kicks off on Thursday night with people doing their last-minute drafts and, of course, just to know where to go for the rest of the season with your players. That's why he's on here. Yeah, yeah basically, I've come to a conclusion this year. I hate fantasy football. I said it. One, I suck at it. Two, I pretty much only draft Browns players, uh, despite me trying not to only draft Browns players. But once I'm on the clock, I just can't help myself. And then in doing so, I jinx those Brown players, likely causing them to underperform just because they're on my team. It's just like gambling. It's kind of fun, but I suck at it. It never treats me right. Um, I also hate douchey trade requests from people I went to high school with. That being said, I'm in three leagues this year, and I got one of the unpaid interns to manage my team. Uh, shout out Sebastian, a boy out of Columbus, Ohio. He's doing my draft tomorrow. He's going to be managing all my teams. I hope he's a, listening because I want to. A boy out of Columbus, Ohio. This is week week number two. You're going to be on some list after this episode. <laughs> yeah, but before we before we give the mic to Kennard real quick, can we back up? Because you said, and I don't like fantasy either. If that makes us both losers, and well, that's not news to anyone. Is that a Cleveland thing, though? Because you said I usually draft all Browns players. In all the different leagues I've been in throughout my life, you know, work leagues, friend leagues, school leagues, I feel like I'm the only one that always gets asked because I'm the Cleveland guy. It's like, oh, you're going to draft all Browns players? No one else, none of the Chicago, Pittsburgh, none of them get asked, like, are you going to draft, you know, Pittsburgh or Bears players? I think it's a Cleveland thing. Like, people just assume that we're only going to draft Cleveland players. Is that just me? That's – I've never seen another team do – Actually, there was this one guy. I don't uh, do it. I'm just saying people assume, <laughs> people assume the Browns fans are just only going to draft Browns players. <laughs> there was one team, uh, this guy Rocco, he drafted only Seahawks players. <laughs> he named his team the Sweethawks. So other than Rocco, yeah, I think it's mostly a Cleveland thing. Um, but anyway, Connard, he has a draft coming up, so his time is limited. Can I, ask, can I squeeze one thing in before you do that? Connor, like, like you did last year, can you give us the, the high-level 50,000-foot look down on what positions to draft first? 
as as any draft started and then go into your Browns strategy? Easy. Yep, yep. So I think the plan this year, there is an extreme demand for, for bell cow running backs just because there's not that many left. Pretty much everybody's in a timeshare, you know, as Browns fans trying to debate between Chubb and Hunt, you know, we can kind of attest to that. But uh, try and grab two running backs early. Um, get your two bell cows. And then the receiver depth is insanely deep this year. So I'm liking to, with maybe four out of the next five picks, grabbing a bunch of receivers. Dang. And then I've been trying to get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, some mobile quarterback that's got rushing upside to uh, maybe in about the sixth round, Dak Prescott, so guys like that. So uh, that's the loose game plan. And then getting tight end super late, you know, um, so – that's kind of the loose plan, unless there's something crazy there that happens. I think that's a good way to start your drafts. Where and uh, when would you draft the Scottish Hammer? Definitely last round. You throw him in there. You get a guy, uh, guy like that for locker room support. You know, good team chemistry and uh, good last pick. Absolutely, get get yourself some Scottish Hammer. So running back should be your first pick for any league. Not just not just Browns talk. Not just Browns talk. That's uh, that's what I would do. Pretty much across the board. You know, Those two like, picks? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, in the second round, some guys like, there's like guys like Julio Jones or Tyree Kill. Sometimes they're available in the mid to late second. And if that's happening, you got to go grab them. Travis Kelsey, maybe too. Debated the Pat Mahomes, Lamar or Jackson thing, but uh, you can just replace quarterback production pretty easy late. So I'm not, not spending any picks there. But. Question. Why would you, you – you had your quarterbacks, like a short list you named right off the bat. None of them were Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league. Now, for those of us who are more armchair quarterbacks, me, why yeah. would you not choose the best player in the NFL? The difference in scoring, like from QB1 to QB12, the point differential that that extra value gives you isn't necessarily worth the draft capital that it takes – to grab a Patrick Mahomes where you've got to take him in the second round, you know, versus somebody you like Deshaun Watson, you take in the six and maybe he gives you, you know, two less points a week, you know, mm. um, difference between a number one quarterback in a mid tier versus a, you know, highly ranked running back and a mid tier running back, the point differential is pretty significant. So, so theoretically uh, I could, I, I could win a league with Ryan Fitzmagic as my quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, you could. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that. Maybe a little too far down the totem pole, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are going in like the tenth or eleventh round. You know, so you could definitely win one with them if uh, if you draft well early. Can you give us your top? Uh, if you have them in front of you, or just off the top of your head, your top three or four running backs and wide receivers. And then, can you tell us where you see some of our key Browns players going off the board? Yeah, you got it. So running back, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is, is by far and away the number one guy for me. He outscored all other running backs by like 120 points last year. So hmm. you know, when we talk about that point differential week to week, that's, that's a pretty enormous advantage. Um, right behind him, I got Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, pretty interchangeable there in terms of preference. I think either one could, you know, could certainly – be the number one guy as well. Uh, and then it goes probably Alvin Kamara, um, and I like Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry, kind of all, all in a tier together as well. 
If you want to, if you want to take a big risk, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the first-round pick, running back in Kansas City, uh, he's an interesting guy too. I got him right behind them. Uh, for receiver, I'm kind of split between Michael Thomas, who was the clear number one last year, and then Devontae Adams, just because he's still got Aaron Rodgers and they have literally nobody else to throw the ball to there. So he might, you know. He might have 160, 170 targets this year, which would be pretty wild. Mind them, it's Julio Jones, pretty clear-cut number three. Again, target volume. Falcons will probably lead the league in passing this year, so um, at least in pass attempts. And uh, he's still Julio Jones, so that's good. And then uh, Tyreek Hill, like him, not drafting him because he does have a lot of dud weeks, but then he has a lot of 30-point weeks as well. I, I prefer a little more consistency. DeAndre Hopkins changing teams. He's number five. Talents there. Quarterbacks there. But um, receivers changing teams, there's always a little bit of variability there to, to consider. And that's why I prefer the running backs outside of the top two or three guys. So, um, hit, us you know, the res- hit us with the Browns players, baby. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll start with Baker. You know, he's, um, he's being the, about the 17th quarterback off the board by average draft position now. Um, going around guys like Joe Burrow or Ryan Tannehill, um, I think his upside is, is significantly better than theirs for people in that position. Um, I wouldn't necessarily draft him as my starting quarterback, but, but you know, if you take quarterback late and you get a Ben Roethlisberger or some, someone like that and you want to, Stash somebody with a lot of upside on the bench. Certainly like Baker. I mean, he had a down year last year, but zooming it, everybody's presumably healthy. You know, we've got an up, upgraded offensive line, elite wide receiver duo. Austin Hooper uh, should be an upgrade at tight end. Kareem Hunt's great out of the backfield. I mean, you've got to like all the pieces he has to work with. But, um, you know, on the flip side, Hopefully we're winning games and running the ball and pounding the rock and not having to rely on Baker to throw a whole bunch coming from behind. So game script wise, optimistic view. You know, I'd prefer uh, the Browns run game to, uh, to Baker. So yeah, that takes us to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Got a bit of a tricky scenario with the backfield there, uh, given the fact that both are exceptionally talented. Um, you know, right now Chubb's the eighth back off the board. He's going kind of late first, early second. Whereas Kareem Hunt is going 28th running back off the board in the sixth or seventh round. Um, for a little bit of context on the scoring there, you know, in the games that Kareem Hunt played last year, they ranked numbers 23 and 24 in terms of points per game. So literally neck and neck in terms of uh, the fantasy points they put up when they were truly splitting time. And so at that cost, I much prefer grabbing Kareem Hunt in the sixth or seventh round versus uh, Chubb at that much, much higher price tag. Um, receivers, you know, we've got an elite duo. Odell Beckham is, is the 11th receiver off the board right now. He's going in the third round or so. I love him at that at that price tag, I actually drafted him there in my, my work league uh, last week. But you know, we all know what he's capable of if he's fully healthy. If he plays 16 games, has better chemistry with Baker this year, you know, you're going to dump all over your competition all the way to the championship, right? 
Ah, the poop jokes. He'll never know. Doesn't get old. Doesn't get old. Question for you. (laughs) Yeah. So one thing that I like about you, well, Connor, there's a lot I like about you. Let's be real here. Um, You are very good at separating fact from, like, heart or love of the players. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of people, like they say, you just take your favorite Browns players. A lot of people, I feel, draft the brand over the actual potential performance. Like, they, they want the name Odell Beckham on their team. They want a Julio yeah. Jones. When, you're in, when you named off all your top receivers and running backs, you didn't have an Odell Beckham. You didn't put a Nick Chubb. Odell is arguably – he could be the best receiver in the league if he has the season, right? He's got the – that's his roof, his ceiling. Yep. Chubb was yes. almost the, the rushing leader last year, right? Um, so I guess help me understand when, when you are grading players, are you looking at last year's performance or the potential you see for the situation this season for them? Um, I'm, I'm looking at two things. So first is the talent. So they check both of those guys, check that box. But the second major element for me is projectable volume. So like how many mm-hmm. times are they going to touch the ball? How many, how many times am I expecting us to throw it out on Beckham and, how many times are we expecting to give the ball to, to Nick Chubb versus Kareem Hunt? And so, you know, in, in Chubb's situation in particular, if it's a 60-40 split, he can have all the talent in the world. But, you know, somebody like Ezekiel Elliott, who's getting 80% of the work, is going to be your better fantasy bet. Same thing goes with, with Odell. I mean, we're, we're trying to be a run-based offense. And so, um, and then he's got target competition with, with Jarvis as well so and our 50 tight ends yeah exactly exactly do you have any and if, i know we didn't give you this question beforehand so i'll put you on the spot here a little bit no one that you're drafting with tonight or this week listen to this podcast i'm sure of it do you have any sleepers off the top of your head someone you're like you know what i'm gonna give him a shot i think he could come out of nowhere that you probably like no one else is gonna draft a couple of running backs that i think could could hit i mean people are draft antonio gibson is a guy that i I absolutely love on the Redskins. Um, you know, Excuse me? He's going maybe the ninth or what? tenth round. Sorry, what team? On Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so. Gonna keep um, it PC, bro. That's, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but he's a, you know, he's a rookie running back that's an absolute freak of nature athlete. Um, you know, he, he's a wide receiver converted to running back. But he had 33 carries and 38 catches at Memphis last year. And he broke, um, I think it was, so he had like 75 touches. He broke like 40 tackles. You know, like he's, he's pretty nasty. Ron Rivera comped him to, uh, to Christian McCaffrey. So you got to like that. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, he's got like a ninth or 10th round price tag. So he's pretty cool. If you're going way late, um, there's an undrafted free agent running back on the Jaguars named James Robinson. Uh, he, they just listed him as the starting running back. Apparently his camp performance is a reason they were comfortable cutting Fournette. So he's uh, like on Yahoo, like the 2,500th ranked player. Like he's not going to show up. So if people aren't deliberately thinking about going into the draft to take him, you know, he's, he's there for the taking last pick. This okay. is that juicy shit we have you for. I love that. Right. That, <laughs> unpaid, that unpaid intern better be goddamn listening. Do you this. have a couple more questions for you? Because I know you have a draft to get to in like five minutes. Can you break down people 
and again, you're, you're the X's and O's, you're the numbers guy, so you, you can explain this better than I could or understand it better than we could. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. You have Brady. You have Gronk. You have now Fournette. You have all these weapons. What are your takes on, you know, why not take Tom Brady first? Why not take some of those guys? Or where do they fit into the overall scheme? Do you, are you even looking at any of those guys? Because it's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Brady, you know, he's, he's actually getting drafted fairly late. I think there's um, maybe some concern that, you know, his arm's not what it used to be and that he's learning a new offense and maybe, you know, like maybe it just doesn't click the same way that it used to. But he probably has the best weapons in the entire NFL. So got to like that. Um, you know, he, and he's going – he's not – you don't have to use an early pick for him. He's going maybe – 10th round or so, 9th wow. or 10th round. So even as Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah, even, even with the big name, the big brand, everything, all the weapons. So um, I'm very comfortable taking him at that price tag. I've done that a couple of times. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, both his receivers, I like. Gronk's actually going super late, um, right around that same area. So I'm grabbing pieces of that offense for sure. Once again, thanks. How'd you do in your leagues last year, by the way? Could have been better. <laughs> How many any wins? Any wins? Any wins? I got a got a couple second and thirds, but I did not bring any championships home. I won three out of five the year before that, though, so I may have used up all my uh, all my karma for a little. How while. many leagues? How many leagues you win this year? I'm in five, so um, quite a few. Most of them are you know your normal snake draft. I have one dynasty league that I keep all my players forever, but. Uh, yeah, five of them. I better. I'm hoping I win like two this year. Do you have any that are? Do you have any that have absurd last place finish punishments? We actually don't really. We have a, you know, ironically a big pile of poop trophy that <laughs> you know, the loser gets. But uh, love that. But oh so yes, crazy. And then uh, you know we have one that's uh, we get a green jacket for the winner, which is pretty nice. At your name on it. Everybody gets to you know, keep it for the year, wear it around everyone, rub it in. So that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Well, well there you have it. You. Your crash course in fantasy for 2020-2021. Football kicks off in two days. Connor, thank you so much again for coming on. Give us a Browns prediction. Browns prediction. Yep. Ten wins. Ten and six. Ten and six, I'll take it. That's me. That's what I got, too. He's yeah. a numbers guy. Let's go. Thank you again. Thank you, sir. Good luck tonight. Thanks again to Connor for coming on. We appreciate it. It's game week. Sunday game coming up at Baltimore against the Ravens. That's it for the short episode, the mini episode. Good night, Cleveland. It's me and I'm afraid to speak I keep on going from weak to weakness Way out in line Dreaming lives we could have had before The heat is broke down Open doorways, friends of yours Tell me more What happens in your mind Ooh, oh Can we try and take the high road?
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.